What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Creator Series of the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This week, it's the episode I've been teasing for the past few weeks. An artist from Southwest London, her name is Maylee. She is an independent singer and songwriter. Uh, we had a pretty good conversation today. We talked about how long she's been making music since about seven years old, which is pretty uh, crazy to think about. We talked about the future of live shows and her opinions on where she thinks that's headed and how she thinks artist creativity is going to be surrounding that. And we also talked about some artists in London that I wasn't very familiar with. I'm going to have to check them out. You'll hear their names in the episode. You'll hear a lot of other great stuff. So let's get into it after a couple weeks of waiting. Here we go. Okay, everyone, welcome to episode five of the Proven Knowledge Podcast, the Creator Series. Today we have another very special guest. She hails from London, England, and she is a singer-songwriter who go by, goes by the name of Maylee. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. Uh, so we kind of start every episode off with just giving a summary to the listeners of who you are, um, kind of how your music background is, um, what genre you're in, all that type of stuff. So who is Maylee? Um, well, I am just a singer, rapper, songwriter from Southwest, Southwest London. Um, I don't know, my music is kind of like alternative contemporary R&B, possibly, but it kind of changes with every song that I write. Hmm. So yeah, nothing particular, just... So a lot of, kind of a wide variety then, you'd say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I read on, I forget where I read, I think it was your bio on YouTube, it said you've been making music since around seven, or you've been writing songs since around seven years old. Yeah. So how, how do you think uh, starting at an early age kind of like helped you out as opposed to starting, like me personally, I started making music like full time when I was like 19, so it was way later in time. How do you think starting that early kind of helped you not only learn the skills but kind of just be better and kind of get in the habit of working every day on music yeah you know what that's actually such a good question um obviously yesterday in uh, london it was uh, uh father's day mm. and i went to my dad's house and he had all these old cassettes of um me singing when i was younger and i only just realized how much it did help me now like my harmonies from when i was young were like I think quite good, and I think that's why my ear just catches on to it so quickly mm-hmm. now, and I think that's definitely helped my work ethic as well, like I'm used to being in a musical environment, like, so now I don't need to be in a certain place to write music, I can write when I'm on the train or on the journey or like, anywhere, so yeah, definitely train me from from young. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I know, I know, I don't know personally a lot of people that started young, but I've always heard that when you start that young it's kind of just like ingrained in what you do because it's just easier to do it every day and actually be consistent. But I know a lot of young kids, especially, um, they're always distracted by other things. They might not have, they might not be mature enough to like handle what it takes to do something that, uh, that is music related because it's more serious and it takes a lot of time and effort and patience. So, but that's definitely good to hear that you, uh, you came up that way. Um, I want to ask you as well about, I know right now in the world in general, there's a lot going on, kind of more so than usual. There's always a lot going on, but I feel like this year has just been really crazy all around. So how are you, how have you been handling kind of everything that's been going on 
in your life and really in the world in general over the past probably four or five months? Um, with quarantine and this whole pandemic, um, it's not really affected me as much as I thought it would have. Hmm. Um, I feel like at the beginning I was in a bit of a rut you know and all I was doing was making music but towards maybe the end of the first month I just started getting back into what I would typically do to be honest I'm also a tattoo artist so I just sort of kept making sure I was keeping up with my designs and uh, staying productive so yeah it's not really affected me thank goodness Um, but as for the the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement I feel like that's something that has affected me more so than the pandemic mm. and um yeah i feel like i've now just been putting a lot of my energy into making sure that i'm doing exactly what i'm saying and um you know supporting my people as much as i possibly can mm. yeah I, I had a uh, conversation with my brother a couple of days ago and we were talking about uh the protests and everything and Uh, He brought up a good point and he said, I think a lot of what you're seeing now is like people are not afraid to speak out anymore because they I think like the quarantine and a lot of things like that kind of exposed a lot of things that no one really either they saw it and they didn't care about it or they never saw it at all. And I think it's showing a lot of people that there was a lot wrong with society as a whole. And so out of all the bad that came out of like and that is still coming out of like the quarantine and the coronavirus and everything. I, I am appreciative of the fact that it kind of is shedding light on a lot of issues that either no one wanted to talk about or no one knew about. And so I hope yeah. that it just keeps gaining momentum in that way. And then hopefully a lot of good can come out of it, even if it takes like five to ten years. I think, yeah, that, of course. I think that everything kind of happens for a reason. So I hope I really hope that things move in the right direction. So, yeah, definitely. Um, let's shift back to music for a minute. As far as like people that help you out, like, do you have like videographers? Do you have other producers you work with? Do you have other musicians you work with? Who do you think kind of contributes to what you do musically and kind of helps you with putting out music and all that type of stuff? Um, well... I do a lot of that myself, to be honest with you, Um, the video stuff and the artworks and the producing, but I have a few close friends that I work with as well because I think I work best with people that I actually get along with very well and people that I'm quite close with, so um, I have my videographer, Dench Films, and I have my producer, Brands and um, Mike Productions, so... Yeah, I'm quite, uh, I've got a good little group and we are always like constantly pushing each other and supporting each other. So it's not just a thing where they help me with something like I can help them with whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, they think they need as well. Nice. So it's more like a family atmosphere, you'd say, pretty much. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'd say that's definitely important to have because I'd say the closer you are with like your team and everything, the more it's going to get done and... Like you said, they can help you carry out your vision, and hopefully, you're helping them do whatever they they seek to do as well. So that's definitely really good to have. I think um, you were talking about your writing and your music a little earlier. You touched on it at the beginning. What do you think kind of goes into the writing process for you? Like, do you have to sit down and write everything out, or can you hear like a song and maybe kind of just go in and start saying the lyrics that come off the top of your head, like? How does that work for you, you think, for your music? Honestly, I think it depends. Like, I've noticed I write music the most when I'm in an emotional 
state and when I'm in that state it's like the words just come to me like I'm not really thinking it's like I'll freestyle so I'll just get a melody on the guitar that I like and I'll just start singing and sometimes it just forms into songs and I don't really have to do anything to them afterwards but other times I take a long time writing a song and I sort of pick at it bit by bit and I change bits around and I spend a long period of time on it so yeah there's no like one way that I do it so you said you played guitar. Are you uh, trained in guitar or did you learn that yourself? I'm um, subtle. Nice. Do you play any other instruments? Yeah, um, I play the bass and the keyboard as mm. well. How, how important do you think that is, like, as far as being able to do a lot of things yourself? I know you've talked about, like, you do, like, you produce and everything. Like, does that help your overall, like, song structure, being able to have all the kind of control and as far as the creativity goes of that? Yeah. Um, I like that because I just feel like I can do exactly what I envisioned in my head because mm-hmm. I know what it is and it's harder to explain it to someone. But that's where I'm lucky to have my friends that help me as well because I find it easy to talk to them too and they're on the same level as me. So they'll get the idea that I'm mm-hmm. saying too. But it's just easier for me when I'm trying to get a rough draft or an idea to show people that I can do it myself. I know like just being a producer i'm not like a songwriter i'm not an artist or anything i know like just having to play the guessing game sometimes for me is like you have to make what's what feels good to you but then as a producer you're not able to put the lyrics to it and you kind of have to find the artists that are going to fit the style of that so i feel like for you it's more like like you said you're able to create exactly what you want and how you envision it and it might come out exactly how you want it, or at least close to how you want it. In the yeah, end. definitely. So, yeah, that's pretty, that's very uh, important as well, I believe. Um, do you have any big inspirations in your life that kind of help with your creativity musically? Um, Arthur Kit is probably one of the first examples I would think of, not just musically, but just how she was, like, as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have artists like um, Little Sims, Cleo Soul that I really, really love, uh, um, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, like all sorts of inspirations that I think I take little bits of and incorporate into my music. I got another uh, kind of follow-up question. Do you have any dream collaborations besides the artists you just named? Yeah, probably um, St. John or Trippy Red. Oh, Trippy Red. He's from. Uh, he's not too far from where I am. He was. He was uh, born like twenty minutes from where I'm at in Ohio. Oh, so that's, that's pretty cool. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely getting. I wasn't really a huge fan of him when he first came out, but I'd say he's definitely like opening up to different styles. So I, I like yeah. kind of where he's going, and I have I have a lot of respect for him too. But, um, moving on here, I got a question here about career advice. What do you think is probably the best piece of career advice you've been given so far as far as kind of how to maneuver through uh, the industry stuff, the industry side of music? Mm. Um, I would say the best advice I've been given is just to stay consistent and to put myself in the right situations. So, you know, whatever I'm striving for, as long as I keep at it, like, all the time, and I don't just let it be a thing of one week I'm working really hard, and the next week I just give up on it, and I'm doing whatever. I don't really think that's a way to, you know, get that much done. So, yeah, consistency is key. And also go to as many live shows as you can, either to perform or just to watch, just for the experience. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know consistency. I think I've talked about this in previous episodes too, but consistency is like one of the most important things you can do, especially with music. It's like it takes that much work to see the the results of what you want to achieve. You can't just work one day and then take a few days off and then do all like you have to constantly be at it no matter what you do. And you got to constantly be thinking of like ideas for what's next. Like mm-hmm. planning ahead is a huge thing. And I think a lot of people underestimate um, how important that stuff really is. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, do you have any hobbies that kind of help take your mind away from things that aren't music? I know you said you're a tattoo artist. And I've seen, I've seen uh, your stories with your tattoos in the last few days. So those look pretty dope. Do you have anything else you do that's kind of important uh, to you? Uh, I paint. Uh, I skate. Um, I do aerial hoop, uh, <laughs> but other than that, no. And reading, I think reading calms me down a lot as well. Mm. I watch a lot of watch a lot of anime too, so uh, that. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you found that as a hobby, but I, I, it's a way for me to relax. All my friends watch anime, and they've told me to like watch like My Hero Academia and like all those shows. And I yeah. still haven't been able to like had the time to watch them, but I might have to do it because they they definitely look intriguing to me. I just haven't had like the time to devote to watching them so when you do please watch hunter x hunter and message me after this saying thank you because you'll know how amazing it is (laughs) i've heard of the show so i'm already familiar with the name so i'll have to i'll have to check it out then Mm -hmm. um what do you think in the business side of music what do you think you struggle with the most so far do you struggle with uh like self-promotion do you struggle with booking shows like what do you think um has been a challenge for you in that regard? I think definitely self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it really hard to promote myself and to ask people to promote me. Um, so that's something that I'm, I'm working on. But luckily the support that I've received has been amazing for music that I've released. So I'm glad I've not had to rely on that too much. Um, but I, was, um, I find it quite hard to get playlisted as well. Like I don't like all the work that goes in behind that. Like, I would love people to just hear my music and like it and add mm-hmm. it to a playlist, but unfortunately, it does not work like that. Yeah, I know, like, I was struggling with that for the first couple of years of just not understanding kind of how it worked, and, like, you have to... You almost have to learn the marketing side as much as the music side because mm-hmm. it's that important, in the, especially in the internet age where everyone is just putting out content constantly. You have to figure out how to, like... Figure out what your audience is. You got to figure out what kind of content they want to see. All this stuff, and it and it has nothing to do with music. It, yeah. It's kind of like a tough pill to swallow, I think, for people too, because you just want to like, as creators, we just want to make music all day, and that's kind of all we want to do. But then mm. you find out there's a lot of a lot more that goes into it. So it's definitely. Uh, I don't know if you have you ever heard of Adam Ivy on YouTube. You should look up his videos. He's got uh, his whole channel is like devoted to like music marketing and like he has a music class for like indie artists that want to learn how to like market themselves and things. You should check out his uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. He's got he's got great videos, so um, I would highly recommend. Um, so you're from London. Are you from the like the actual in the city? Are you like outside of London? I'm in London. I'm I live Uh, um, in Stratham. Nice. Um, I, I, I figure that the uh, music scene is still pretty, like, bubbling and everything. How many, um, are there any, like, new 
indie artists that are unknown that you know of that you kind of want to like shed some light on like any of your friends or anything um yeah definitely um ben bc is an up-and-coming artist um singer rapper guitarist um from south london as well he is crazy crazy talented um i've got rochelle williams i've got so much talent over here when i think about it um one girl i've been listening to a lot um nayana um she used to be part of uh, the nine eight collective she's hmm. pretty dope too yeah nice so do you do you know these people like personally or you just know their music no some of them i know personally and nice. some of them are just people that are up and coming like they've not got like too much attention yet but i can see that they definitely will Nice. I'll have, to, I'll have to check out some of their stuff because I'm still like, I know that I've been kind of paying attention to like what Canada has been doing because I'm closer to Canada and I know their music scene is like incredible right now, especially like Toronto and everything. And I'm trying to pay more attention to like uh, the UK and all that stuff. There's actually a rat. One of the first uh, artists that bought a uh, bee off of me was from London. His name, okay. I think his name's Mike Mike Morrow or Mike Marrow or something. He's okay. he's really dope uh, rapper. So I'm a little bit familiar, but I I still got to check out a lot more music, especially mm-hmm. from the London area, because I know there's a lot of dope artists over there. So yeah, really are. So you were talking about live shows earlier and how important that is to like attend and everything. Um, obviously that whole thing is kind of uncertain now with the pandemic and everything. Where do you think? What do you think the future looks like for live shows? Like, because really none of us know what's going to happen when things yeah. are opening up. So what do you think is going to happen? I think while the weather's nice over here, um, it's probably going to be a thing of people bringing live equipment to commons and parks and just playing for people there, which is something that I would like to start doing um, soon now that these um, social distancing rules have been slightly loosened. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think probably just that anywhere that there's a large group of people people probably just start busking more than anything else but it'll be nice because there'll be ways to get like saxophones and proper live instruments there so it'll be similar to a show just outside yeah i've i've really been kind of racking my brain on like especially venues and like the smaller venues that they rely on like shows to have their that's like their income is they get they have shows like every night that they book and now for the past like four months they haven't been able to book anything a lot of i know where i'm at and like the u.s in general there's a lot of venues that have been around for like 50 years and they're they have to close so it kind of it's kind of very unfortunate in that right so i just don't know like as far as that goes what's gonna happen and like is there really going to be like cut capacity and things like this to me, to me, that's not like a show. Cause to me, it's about like the camaraderie of everyone you're with at the show. And you want to be with people that enjoy the same music that you do. That's why you're there. You know, you go to the show for like the atmosphere and all that stuff. And the way that they've been talking about moving shows forward, like in the next few years, I don't know if any of that even sounds appealing to me. But I like your idea, what you said, like more kind of like pop-up shows happening. So yeah. That, I think a lot of artists would probably be down for that, but it's definitely going to be intriguing to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing new ways that people can be creative. And it's kind of already started too with like the IG lives and the yeah. like periscopes and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, are you are you completely an independent artist or are you on like a label or anything right now or 
Um, no, I'm completely independent at the moment. So how do you think, um, how important do you think it is that you have ownership of your music right now? Like, do you enjoy that 100% or? Yeah. yeah, I like the freedom. I've always said that I never wanted to sign to a label or anything. I just wanted to do everything by myself because I just, I feel like I'm a very independent person and I feel like with everything that I'm doing, if I just keep pushing, I could make it the same way that people with labels are and the only difference is i guess money but other than that should be all right yeah i I think i i've been saying this on every episode too almost is like the label thing especially major labels it's basically like a loan it's like you're taking out a giant loan from the label and they give you money for advertising and all this stuff and if you don't perform the way they think you're going to perform it might not even work out for you past like one album or an EP or something yeah. like there's all types of different deals. There's all types of different situations. And I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone from like signing to like a major label or anything like that. But I think they, you have to make sure it's right for you and your situation. You can't just be like, well, my favorite artist is signed to, you know, this label and I want to be signed to them. Like you don't understand all the different things that go into their situation. And yeah. why they chose to sign with that label, you know, I think it's I think it's all about personal preference and kind of what you're looking to do in your career at that time, and you have to look in the future as well, based on yeah, what contracts you're signing and all this stuff. So it's it's definitely more complicated than people think. But so far, everyone I've talked to has said kind of what you said, which is like they prefer to have all the chips on their side of the table with like ownership and you get all the creative control and it's definitely very important it's definitely very freeing to have i think and you're not obligated i just feel like um i'd be a lot more proud of myself as well just to be able to say that i done it myself like Mm -hmm. completely independently and i also just think that with the powers of social media you really can do anything like i've seen people you know be known because of like the silliest of things or memes you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> you can definitely create a career off of social media i, I, I mean think. look at all the people blowing up on tiktok right now like yeah. tiktok is like massive it's one of the biggest apps in the app store right now like mm-hmm. and that has completely changed the industry again like there's things popping up all the time that are giving like people just out of their house the opportunity to be huge so it's really all in just what you're looking for, I think, at the end of the day. So um, if you could go back 10 years to your past self, what do you think you would tell yourself about where you're headed or where you want to be? I would tell myself to work a lot harder 10 years ago and then maybe I would have been in a better position like as of now. But I'm also quite happy with the position I'm in right now. So I would just tell her to just rely on the powers of the universe, be consistent, be happy, and just make sure that you're enjoying everything that you're doing. When you're hmm. So let's flip it then. Where? Well, okay, let's say you go 10 years in the future. What would? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be? Like, let's just say that. Where would I want to be in 10 years' time? Yeah. In 10 years' time? Oh, I don't know. I would love to be known like as an artist or to have at least like a small following of people that like my stuff I would be happy with that to be honest with you like just people that consistently support me that would be that would be good yeah nice um do you have any new projects you're working on do you have like an album or an EP or anything you got coming up 
Yeah, um, I'm currently working on a couple singles to be released in the next month or so, um, and one EP to be released on the 29th of October. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you'll have to send me that because I definitely want to hear it when it comes out. I've been checking out all like your cover songs on YouTube and everything, so great Thank job you. on all that because that's definitely dope. Um, I know you're on Instagram, but let people know where they can find you on social media other than Instagram, I guess. Yeah, um, I've got um, Facebook as well, which is just mainly music, um, and I also have a YouTube, which is again just mainly music. Um, I think all of my, my socials are the same, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners today? Yes. I would like to say just keep working hard and keep doing you and make sure that you are unapologetically yourself and people will listen. And if you work hard enough at something that you really want, you will get there. Everyone gets there at different times. Don't look at what everyone is doing on social media and the stories that people are telling you because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Just focus on you, and that's all you need to do to be successful. Well, Maley, I appreciate you getting back with me about doing the interview today, and that's all I had for you, but I hope we can do this again sometime, and I wish you luck on everything you got going for you and everything you're doing in your career. So, Thank you so much. It yep. was so lovely to talk to you today as well. Thank you for having yep. me. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. That was Episode 5 of the Creator Series. We are going to be back next week. I have an interview with a Houston rapper named Machi, which I'll be recording tomorrow, but you'll hear it next week. And until then, thanks again for listening.